the Doxed, the podcast. Well, I guess we're going to have to dive right in then because this is the meat and potatoes one, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the episode that's going to make everything that follows this episode actually make sense. So if you're a new listener and you saw the trailer and were intrigued by that and didn't actually like live through this experience as a bystander back in January, you might want to pull up and listen to this one because there's a lot of important context covered in this episode that won't be covered in future ones. Yeah. And it gets messy, (laughs) messy and complicated. So it's good to just kind of set the record straight, even for people who are familiar with the situation. So this timeline could have probably started in a lot of places. I began on January 1st, 2023, because something very significant happened then that I think did kick off the rest of the month. The most hullabaloo, I think, of all was really throughout January and continuing into February, March, and now April. January 1st, 2023 was the day that uh, a woman who we call both P and Jessica for reasons that will be explained, I'll call, I guess I'll call her Jessica in this episode. Jessica went missing on January 1st, 2023, and a missing persons report was put up for her. And on the 4th, she was found deceased. So that's kind of where we start, I think. Then on the 7th of January was the day that I stitched Ashley Miller, who Allie had been, Allie from uh, Allie Starts a Cult, and conversations with Allie, among other handles on TikTok. This creator had been beefing with uh, another creator, Ashley Miller, who was my friend, uh, and also another creator called DJ Morris. And Allie had a whole history, of course, of going after various creators. But Ashley Miller was somebody that I had seen around on the platform for a while in passing. We're both Aquariuses. So I think that's why we connected in the first place. And she was basically just saying, and we get to interview her, which is really cool. We've already done that interview. Uh, We get to interview Ashley, but she was basically just saying that she didn't feel comfortable expressing her personal beliefs and talking about her spiritual ideas on TikTok because we were in this little kind of niche spiritual community space on there. And in that space, Allie was probably the biggest or one of the biggest call out creators and was making people feel unsafe to talk about that kind of thing. And Ashley is just a regular person with an account. Um, Allie was somebody who often went after larger creators on the platform, you can definitely point out problematic and harmful things about them. But when I saw Allie was going after somebody like Ashley Miller, that was a red flag because she was not the same kind of creator as those other creators that Allie had a history of going after. And so on TikTok, there are things you can do called a stitch, which is where you take somebody's video, a little couple seconds of it, and then you add on to it at the end. And it's a common format for responding to videos. And I made a stitch of Ashley's video and called Allie out for being a bully and basically just said, I've encountered this creator before on the app. And a couple of different times I had experienced her being being a bully. And I hadn't really fought the fight before because it seemed more ambiguous whether or not it was worth fighting because she was going after larger creators. You can't police everyone all the time, whether or not you just agree fundamentally with the call-out style, but it had crossed a line, I felt like, when it came to Ashley, because she just wasn't the same kind of creator. She was just a regular person who was basically saying, I don't feel comfortable expressing my beliefs on this app because of the terror that is being wrought on this corner of TikTok. So I said something that was the seventh. Then on January 10th, the the user on TikTok called, I now know that it would be pronounced K Lala's at the time. I thought it was Kayla lazy <laughs> with a Z, <laughs> but uh, 
for reasons I I now know that it's pronounced K Lala's messages Ali and basically says and Ali would later share screenshots of that conversation basically says hey Ali I'm a longtime follower I have a friend who is into Laura Fay which was another spiritual creator one of the ones Ali had gone after I think in the past I don't know if she had named her but very much in the vein of the kind of personality would go after. Anyway, this anonymous, basically anonymous account, it had one video publicly on the account and not was not associated with anyone's real name or even a picture at the time. That person said, my friend was really into Laura Fay and has just recently passed away due to spiritual psychosis. And basically approached Ali asking her to talk about this. This becomes very important. And this person uh, that the account was referring to was, of course, our Jessica. And Ali decided to refer to her by the letter P, which we later found out had to do with her uh, handles that she went by on social media before she passed away. That conversation between Ali and this basically anonymous account happened on the 10th. Then on the 12th, that was when there was this gap of nobody paid attention to my stitch that I had made of Allie's on the 7th until the 12th. I woke up and Allie's followers had started to brigade me and ratio my video, which is basically where they go into the comment section and just leave nastiness and say how I'm a crazy person and I'm a bad person and all this stuff. And part of that commentary that was showing up again for the first time on the 12th for me was about how someone had died also. And so I started responding to the followers and just kind of naming what was happening and, and defending what I thought and questioning things that were weird. It was a huge onslaught. So hundreds of comments that I was just responding to because I had the time, I guess, that day. And I, uh, I felt like I wanted to. I felt like I wanted to make a point <laughs> about how Allie was a bully. And all of the response was all about distracting from that and even bringing up this, this death. And I wanted to focus on my point that Allie was a bully. And so I believe it was that same day when Ali, it could have been the next day, when Ali actually posted a few videos then tagging me and started a playlist about me. And she was saying, the first one that really, the first one that was very striking was that girl died, that girl died. She's in her car and she's ranting about how this girl died. And I had, I had no idea what she was talking about. She sort of gave a few extra pieces of information. This is all in a video that I later made. At the, around this time, I started collecting because there was a lot of uh, mostly one-sided, but a lot of back and forth where she was making a lot of videos about me and a lot of, and a group of other creators at the time. Laura Fay was one, DJ Morris was one, Ashley Miller was one at the time. And I think Stalgia and I think Quantum Shifting, these are all people that were just in that niche. And... So there's a lot of back and forth. And I started collecting these videos into a compilation video, kind of like a mini documentary of what was happening that week, which was between the 12th for me and like the 16th, the 15th or something. And so she starts basically accusing me and these other creators of being responsible for the death of this person whose name I don't even know at this time, much less any sort of context for any of it. And at first I'm really trying to focus on my point. This is a bully. You're a bully, Allie. Stop. Stop being a bully. Stop bullying people. And I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated that there's all this other blowback about this person died. And I don't think it has anything to do with me. So I'm kind of willfully not engaging with that at first, but people are really in an uproar about how I refuse to acknowledge that someone died and it's really not okay. And how could I be so heartless that I don't even bother to look into who this person is and what happened there. And so after eh, it's even taking place over a couple of hours, maybe a day, maybe probably less than a day, I then kind of shift my thinking to, okay, I guess I should figure out who this person is, right? On the 13th, I got comment banned 
And so I wasn't able to talk, I think in DMs either to people. And this was one of the first times my account was ever banned in any way, because I'm not normally in such a kind of controversial thing with anybody on there. And so I was experiencing like, oh no, I, I this might be serious. People seem to be reporting my videos and getting them taken down and getting me kind of silenced off the app. And I had never really experienced that before. So that started happening on the 13th. And in the meantime, I was looking into who is this person? P was the only, the letter P was what I knew. And Allie was talking about it. And the more I was looking around, I could only find Allie talking about it. I think at the time I Googled, were there any deaths, you know, in America, anywhere with, of the person with the letter P in their name, which would have, would have not gotten me there anyway. I couldn't find any information in the news. I couldn't find anything. And so on January 14th, I posted a video that was uh, set to friends only, which means only the people that I'm following that are following me can see it, not just public. And in that video, I asked if any of my followers or friends had any other information about this person, because it was starting to become apparent to me that Ali seemed to be the only person who had any information about her. And I was starting to suspect, at least privately among friends, what if she made this person up? I hadn't, I hadn't claimed it, but, and I didn't claim it in that video. I thought it when everything started coming up blank, as soon as I was looking and the same followers who were telling me, why don't you care to look into this? I would then ask, what's the deal with this person? Can you tell me more? And they would say, you don't deserve to know. That was the canned response. So that got very weird really quickly. Cause I was like, what do you mean that I'm supposed to look into this person, but I also don't deserve to know who they were or what happened. Something is very off about that. Yeah. This was over the course of like three days. Like everything was happening so quickly. And of course I'm trying to just live my normal life as well. So it's not like I'm on TikTok 24 seven, especially not at this point. And I'm just getting bombarded by like, by people trying to shame me about this death over the course of these couple of days. And once I post my friends only video asking, does anyone have any more, more information? Uh, maybe you can talk about what happened on your side right then. There was not a whole lot going on on my side at that point, other than Ali just making up a whole lie that you were threatening her and stalking her and that she was scared. And that started, I want to say that started around the 10th or 11th. And that was the narrative pretty much that whole week as far as what was going on on my end. That I was not only stalking her, but her entire family, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was scared that you were actually like there <laughs> in her neighborhood. She was scared you were going to come to her house. She was saying you were threatening her parents and her, and she was terrified. Terrified. Yeah. So I posted this video and of course, none of that was, of course I was not stalking. Just <laughs> set the record perfectly clear. My main thing was, hey, Ali, you're a bully on TikTok. I made one video. Then I was getting harangued by the followers. Then I was curious and and weirded out by this whole death situation. That's really what happened to me between the 10th and like the 14th. So I post this friends only video. I think you were one of the people. Is that true? You were one of the people that sent it to her. Me and apparently a couple of other people. I definitely wasn't the only one. Yeah, there were several people who sent it who had been my mutuals, I guess. One of those people, and I'm just going to say it was a person named Miss Frankie, who did a big betray <laughs> um, later on to me. We had become friends from a past time that I came to blows with Allie. We had gotten to talking and I thought had a lot in common and ended up talking privately over the next couple of months between like August and whenever this went down. And in the interim time there, I had shared my address with Miss Frankie, because we were going to exchange Christmas presents. And so then I think at some point, Miss Frankie came to you and asked you, maybe that was a little later on. I think that was later on, but she asked you if she should give Allie my address, which is a real nasty, nasty thing for somebody that I thought was a very sweet person. And 
that person continued to be really antagonistic. And I don't know where that came from because I really thought we had a connection for a few months before this whole thing came to a head. So I suspect that she was probably one of the people that sent Ellie the video as well. And anyway, the point of posting it friends only was really because I didn't want to, I wasn't trying to call Allie out at this point. I was trying to say something is weird and check with my friends. And especially because I was comment banned at the time, a video seemed like the right way to do that. I was still able to make videos and I think it was five, 10 minutes later, she, she, she commonly does this kind of video where she will do a green screen background and it will be an image of something, whatever she's trying to put on blast. Sometimes she'll put some caption over it and then she'll have herself in the foreground, like talking about it. And so she, she might've stitched it. She posted my friend's only video asking about this death and she twisted it into this other narrative where I was, I had intentionally tried to force her hand and actually there was some kind of expectation of privacy for this person and shame on me for asking anything about it. Shame on me for questioning anything about it or trying to find the real name because it was somehow harming this person. But she was kind of posturing like I had really manipulatively forced her hand in revealing the person's information and that she was going to now do that. And what a terrible person I was for making her do that, but she was going to do that. And she was going to find a trusted other influencer confidant to confirm this death. But, but again, just totally shaming me. And, and I very quickly, as a response to that video in the comments, clarified, Hey, I am not asking you to break someone's privacy. Don't bother doing whatever you're talking about doing. Like it was weird and at this point, I had come to blows with her before. I knew she was kind of a harassing kind of a person. And I didn't think she was capable of having just an on-the-level discussion by that point. But I didn't realize yet just kind of the levels, like the depth of the depravity of some of what she's willing to do to kind of manipulate a situation and cause drama and exacerbate drama and lie so that people get upset and angry I didn't realize the extent to which she does that. So she very quickly twisted this entire thing into this, into this story where I was really manipulatively forcing her hand. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm telling you to do. What really happened here was I was trying to figure out because your followers were coming in telling me I had to figure it out, but also I don't deserve to know. So I asked my friends if they knew anything about it. No, don't act like you're breaking this person's privacy because I forced you to do that. Don't do that. Well, of course, she ignored that. That was the 14th. Then on January 15th, so so between the 14th and the 15th, and I was, again, recording all of this and kind of keeping track by now, starting to save as many kind of videos as I could. On the night, into the night of the 14th, I continued to answer the followers and... I thought I had a handle on it at first because it's it's the kind of thing that happens on TikTok. You kind of blow up and then a bunch of people respond and then you respond to them and then it turns into a bunch of offshoot discussions and usually things die down pretty quick, whatever, it's handleable. This was starting to get out of hand for me. It, there was so much popping up that was starting to spin quickly out of control and this was already a few days. The 12th is when I had started responding to the followers. Now it's the night of the 14th. And within just those days, there's been such an onslaught that I'm starting to kind of lose my cool a little bit. Uh, not, I'm not getting mad at anybody, but I'm, I'm starting to like have trouble getting enough food for the day, getting enough sleep, regulating myself. And I got a bad cold on the 15th too. So my voice went down like half an octave and everybody started calling me a sociopath because they were saying that my voice sounded too cold and un inhuman or something. I had literally a cold into that night of the 14th. I was responding. I was kind of getting sicker. Like you can, if you watch through that trail of videos, you can hear my voice going down and getting sicker. Cause I'm just making videos, making videos. I stayed up the entire night 
And I never went to sleep that entire night of the 14th because there were so many things that were so quickly spiraling out of control and getting out of hand. People were starting to say, I was a diagnosable narcissist and a sociopath and I was harming people and I was seriously losing touch with reality and I was losing my grip on reality. And if so many people were telling me that I was harming everybody, I should really take a step back. There was blood on my hands. I think there were commenters that early saying that. Commenters were even saying, uh, I know your address, it will be exposed. I have that screenshot. I have screenshots of people falsely accusing me of stalking. I wasn't, I wasn't understanding where that was even coming from. I have screenshots of people saying I was a murderer. Just that's, that's just, there's no implication there. It was just in black and white uh, accusing me of murder. So I didn't sleep on the night of the 14th. I just responded to videos and it was already getting so bizarre. And I was really starting to question this death because there were no answers coming up. It made no sense. And Allie had mentioned accepting money or helping to funnel money to this person who had claimed to be the only friend of the, of the deceased. And I thought that was sus as hell. So I was really starting to convince myself, like something is really up about this. And then at dawn on the 15th, I was just about to go to bed. I was so depleted. And I saw a video where Allie, again, was green screening behind her, someone else's video. And that someone else's video was you, <laughs> Roxy, lighting a candle for this person and corroborating that it was the real person who had passed away of spiritual psychosis and trying to hold space for the person and to just basically say, we need to stop with all the drama around, is this person real or not? And we need to take time to honor her and acknowledge what happened. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and my heart just sank into my toes because I had been making this whole series of videos and I had held my tongue pretty much. I try really hard not to say things publicly that I don't know to be true for sure, or that I don't really, really plan to stand behind. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong and I adapt, but I really try not to just come out of the gate with a bunch of theories that you can poke holes in later. So I had only just started to get bold enough to be like, mm, I don't know, it's really sus that the, about this whole person's existence, only to see this video where this creator, who was you, who I respected, because I knew you from around the app before and you were corroborating this death and you were somebody whose book I had bought in November. So when I saw that video, I just completely believed you. And then I put out my own video saying as much. And I think it was a pretty respectful video, just trying to hold space for her and acknowledging that I was wrong and that I made a mistake, I guess. And, and basically just wanted to make it as right as possible. And then someone commented on that video and said, well, none of this was an apology. You owe us all an apology. And I said for, because I guess they were still trying to say that I had somehow killed this person or my, or the things that I teach on my platform had killed this person. Anyway, I, I really was not teaching the same things as the other people. And even they, even the whole concept of calling out this whole spirituality niche, it's a conversation for another day. But people were demanding I apologize and take accountability for this death still. And so then I got up there again and I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the reason why this person died. So later that afternoon, I guess, Ali then posted a video where she kind of was saying, okay, I'll call off everybody. I'm going to go, I'm going to stop bothering. Oh, and I'm, my usernames are, are, I'm Aquarian Music Witch on there. And I go by Jane Bonnis on there. And so she was saying, I'm going to stop interacting with Jane and I'm just going to leave it lie. And I kind of took it as like a white flag or I, I felt that she was still, still had done some really monstrous things to me and to other people. 
and she had not acknowledged anything she had done wrong but I took it as as a white flag and I made a video basically just accepting it and saying okay that sounds good I hope you can step away and heal and if you ever do want to have some kind of conversation I'm I'm genuinely open to that but also it's fine if not and uh, godspeed basically and then she Can I just say that white flag moment only happened because that's when I started to actually look at your content and really look through your comment sections and was really horrified by what I saw and I wrote like a nine or ten part comment thread on one of her videos that she's making about you and I was like there is no need like you can disagree with someone you can dislike someone but there's really no need to keep going to this person's page and leaving so many hateful comments and my reason for saying that was one it was really hurtful to you um Ali's fear of you like coming to kill her wasn't really the math wasn't mathing on that anymore and people were blaming Allie for every bad comment her platform left which at the time being her in real life friend at that time I didn't understand that she was the one dog whistling all of that so I left a really long series of comments like saying you guys this is really gross there's no need for it Allie gets blamed for it and I'm seeing the comments myself and it's just so unnecessary and as I'm leaving the comments she's responding to every comment agreeing with everything that I'm saying probably to make herself look better because I was the only one like not going ham in the comments with like hate towards you and then she immediately made that white flag video yeah I didn't know about that comment thread but I did have a sense that it was you because I saw at least a few comments where I could tell that you were I don't know I did I didn't realize you were you were friends really before that video but then I started to see you and I wasn't really combing her comments I think I saw like one comment by you and and thought okay it seems like Renee Roxy is talking some sense into Allie or whatever. So I, so I got the sense that, that was where that came from. And she, cause you had said something like, let's leave it lie. And she, she kind of parroted some of that phrasing in the video. And so I said, oh, thank you so much, Allie, for just seeing me as a human being enough to stop because it had gotten already at that point, again, just between like the 12th and the 15th we're at, it had already gotten to this point that was just abusive. It was just abusive. It was just abusive. And I was I was starting to break a little bit. I was really not well. My energy was not in my control. And I had not expected it to get to that point. And it had only in just a few days because of just the intensity of that way that whole following acts and acted. And so after I posted that, she responded to my video, basically going, psych, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I hate you and I'll never stop. And I never, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear any apology in this video. You're actually being a manipulator. You're actually abusing me by making, my video was totally sincere. I very sincerely was like, hey, thank you for seeing my humanity, you know, white flag over here as well. And she was literally like, psych. <laughs> I will never stop. And so, and so I had been making this video to record everything because of a lot of reasons I felt I needed to. And I figured this was a good place to stop because I had basically proven just by mostly lining up the videos one after another, because again, because we'll talk about this in later episodes or whatever, TikTok is nonlinear. And so a lot of the abuse that I was experiencing was getting lost in the non-linearity of the presentation of the videos. So people didn't understand that she would post a video trying to shame me for being insensitive about this person's death. And then not five minutes later, post a video where she's just crudely flipping me off and dancing and 
like barking, like just like being really rude and really insensitive in a way that was chilling. Are you tired of feeling unsafe online? Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing, and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than Doxed the Podcast. Visit the website doxthepodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. In a way that was it was becoming more obvious I was dealing with a disturbed person and somebody that was playing a really dirty game, somebody that was not going to be able to talk to me and was really trying to hurt me. And so I, and so I basically just lined all of these videos up and into a two hour long, like documentary. And I was not sure I was going to release it because I, because I felt that it looked very bad for her. Because really, there's not a lot of commentary. For, there is con- there's there's exposition and context from me, but there but it's mostly just look what she does for two hours, and you see it if you just sit there and and look at the whole thing, right? So I wasn't going to release it necessarily if she really was going to just back off and stop. I was going to leave it lie, and she had been threatening to make some YouTube video about me, and I literally said in my one. In my one thank you for that backing off video, I said, if you want to release a YouTube video about me, go ahead. That doesn't actually bother me. But then she made this other this video where she was like, just kidding. You're so stupid for thinking I would apologize and back off. And you really owe me all this apologies. And so I said, okay, I'm going to release my video. And I actually uh, got my account, my account got banned on the 17th. And I had decided I was going to wait to release mine until she released hers because I wasn't really sure what her video was going to be. And I didn't want her to wait until I released mine and then quickly edit hers or or not release hers or something because of something mine said and pointed out that made her look bad. So I was like, I'm just going to wait until she releases hers. And I, I think that she released, I think that I released it on the 18th and she released, and hers was called like TikTok Thunderdome on the 18th. The 17th, I believe, is Jubilee's birthday, and that's significant for her because of some kind of video that Ali made on that day that kind of drew her into the whole conflict. Oh, I think you had you had highlighted that date as something on the 17th to say about it. Yeah, that's a really important date for me. This is the only, this is the first time I feel like I can actually interject because this is kind of where my conflict with Ali starts. So on the 17th, Leading up to this date with the drama that was going on with you and the story that was that started to unfold about Jessica and then abruptly stopped because the priority was fighting with you and not really anything to do with Jessica. But I was roped into the Jessica story. She asked me to confirm, and I said yes, that Jessica existed, which as public friends with Allie stepping forward and doing this thing for Ali, I feel like I was a part of this whole story, but I wasn't necessarily a part of like the relentless hate train against you. And I really didn't want to be a part of the relentless hate train against you, especially after, after really taking a look at your content and seeing what her followers were saying to you and having these conversations with Allie the whole time via text and voice notes, she just wasn't at all focused on this death. She had mentioned so many times, someone's going to die because of this spirituality stuff. Someone's going to die. And then someone died and she focused on it for two seconds. And it was suddenly all about you and your beliefs and how your beliefs are the reason why someone died, which seemed very sus to me. And because... I guess people kind of saw me at the time as like the voice of reason. 
Allie's actual friend, someone that's sort of side by side with her with this whole death of Jessica, people were DMing me personally asking whatever happened to the woman that died. What's going on there? We talked about a vigil. Is that going to happen? What's going on? Like people were people that were level headed and actually empathetic and concerned about this person that passed away wanted to know what happened to her. Why did the focus shift? So the 17th was when she and I had planned to have like a strategy called call because I I had thrown out the idea of doing some kind of live event to talk around to talk about all of the concepts around why I thought based on what Ali said, uh, Jessica took her own life. And she was talking a lot about spiritual psychosis and the, the mental health issues that can come up around toxic new age spirituality. And now someone has lost, lost their life. Ali had said multiple times on her platform that Jessica was one of a couple of people that had died because of this. And she also said that there were many people that had been sent to psych wards because of spiritual creators on TikTok. So my thing was, well, instead of continuing this beef with this person on TikTok that you don't know, that has nothing to do with anything, why not, why not take this opportunity to do what you've been talking about doing this entire time, which was helping people cope with the trauma that can be caused from these toxic spiritual beliefs and toxic practices and toxic new age spiritualist influencers that don't care about the brain don't care about trauma and spiritually bypass all these really important brain things they bypass trauma they don't really hold space to cope with those things which is what i wrote about in my book of like this is a good opportunity for the both of us to kind of tag team talking about these really important concepts that we both talk about at least I thought we both talk about on our platforms so I wanted to do a live event um, either on zoom or google meeting or something uh, we could take donations um, the person that had reached out to Ali originally about the girl that that took her own life the assumption was based on what this person said to Allie that she was responsible for Jessica's remains and the assumption from that was well she's responsible for the remains she must be responsible for all the costs that go along with someone passing away so I thought well cool we can take donations and we could probably send that to this person that's you know, inundated with all these sudden costs with her friend that just died. How awful. And maybe she can, I don't know, do something with it for herself, do something nice for herself. We could also pay ourselves for the work that we're doing. Like it could be a win all around. You finally get to actually do the work that you really want to do in a much bigger way. Uh, it will take people off the platform, which is something she thought was a good idea because her account was always under like, always near a permanent ban because we know now because of how she acts on tiktok i thought it would be great to like build com community off tiktok on a less volatile platform maybe take it to youtube whatever there's all these different possibilities and i'm all about building community i love to teach i love to research and interpret and share what i know and build community around that and hear what other people want to know and she said to me um I'm not good with infrastructure. I'm not good with writing and things like that. If you can do the work, I'm happy to promote it on my platforms, which I thought that's great because she had huge platforms. And I was totally fine with doing all of the work, which I did all of the work. I wrote a whole outline that we were going to go over so she could tell me like what she was comfortable talking about Um or if she wanted to add anything or take anything away and whatever it is that she decided, I would go ahead and write the rest of the material. I had made some graphics for the event. Uh, I set up a web form and like a, an autoresponder newsletter kind of thing for it. And on the graphic that I made with both of her pictures on it and the details, I kind of just threw out a date just so she could see like what it would all look like but it wasn't a date that was all that serious it was just 
you know, a blurb about her, a blurb about me, a blurb about the event, and a date. And the date really pissed her off. She's really mad because the date seemed really soon. It was like three or four days from when we were talking. And I didn't think that was a huge deal because when there was no set in stone date about anything, it was just sort of like a TBD kind of thing. But also she goes live for hours every single day. Like I didn't think it would be that big of a deal because she would probably go live that day anyway. So why not just go live together on a different platform and do our thing and talk about the stuff that we always talk about basically on both of our platforms. And she was like really upset about the date. It was too soon and she's not ready. And she really has to finish this YouTube video about you. And she just has too much work to do with making TikToks about you. And she's too overwhelmed because she has so much work to do around you. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's it's not a big, there's not like a whole marketing effort around this. Like if you could make one TikTok about this event, that's all you would probably need to do at all to promote it. Like there's not a whole workload for you on this. Like I've got it handled. So if you're worried about it being too much work for you because you have so much work to do already, don't worry about it. I've got your back on that. She's like, well, I just feel like you're pressuring me to do it because I told you I can't do it because I have too much work to do and it's just too soon. And can't we do it like a week from now or like two weeks from now? I just I just understand why it has to be right now. And I just feel like you're really pressuring me. And it seems like you just want to make money off this person's death and you want to put this person's death behind a paywall. Why would you want to do that? I can't believe you'd want to do that. And it just like talking really loud and really fast and like jumping from one thought to the next to the next to the next. And every thought is just how awful I am and how I'm taking advantage of her and her platform. And I just want to make money off of her. And I just want to make money off the woman that died. And I'm being abusive because I'm pressuring her. Meanwhile, I can't even get a word in. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I understand how you see it that way. I totally, I totally get it. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to pressure you. I just wanted to let you know that you don't have to take on all of this work because I've got it handled. I don't want to put any more on your shoulders I'm, I'm not trying to pressure you. I'm just trying to explain that you don't really have to do anything for it. And she took that as even more pressure. Anytime I tried to explain, it was just more pressure. And so she's getting more and more and more upset the more I apologize and like don't really respond. And then I tell her, I'm, I have to interrupt her and say, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. Like, obviously, we shouldn't work together. This is a bad idea. I totally get it. Like, we shouldn't work together. And this conversation is just really making me uncomfortable and I don't really want to continue anymore. So I'm going to get off the phone. She said, no, well, but but I just need you to know that like if you're my real friend, like you wouldn't pressure me like this. And it's just really abusive. And I just don't have friends like that. And she just keeps going and going and going, telling me all these horrible things about myself to the point where I'm in tears on the phone. Like, oh, my gosh, how did I piss this person off so bad? Like my intentions were so good. I... I was not pressuring this person. Like, how is she saying I'm abusive? I'm barely even talking. Like, what's going on? And only when she hears me sniffle on the phone does she actually stop and say, so, I mean, do you get it? Are you good? Do you understand? Like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. I said 10 minutes ago that I wanted to get off the phone because I was uncomfortable with this conversation. I already said we shouldn't work together anymore. And you spent another 10 minutes yelling at me, telling me that I was pressuring you, meanwhile pressuring me to stay in this conversation. So no, I'm not okay. She goes, oh, yeah, I, I get it. I totally understand. So I hang up the phone and I block her on my phone because I know how Allie is and I'm the next enemy. So I immediately, I block her number on my iPhone and I go to TikTok and I block her two big accounts, the only two accounts that I knew of, of hers at the time. And I, for some reason, I go to Instagram and I unfollow her, but I didn't block her. So that is what happened on the 17th. She and I, no longer friends. I'm assuming that after I blocked her on my phone, I don't think she, I don't think she realized or thought that I would block her. So I'm assuming that she was blowing me up the days that followed after that, I just didn't see it because she was blocked. So there was a, a ramp up period after that that I wasn't aware of. But um, 
that would be the 23rd. Skipping over a couple of days, it would have been the 23rd when I saw all of the Instagram messages that she sent me when she realized she was blocked. Cool. So yeah, that's my piece on that. Okay. Well, there's lots that happen on the 23rd too, but there's some other stuff in the interim. I also want to mention that Ali at this time was now publicly complaining or or talking about being stalked by me and was starting to point out specific accounts and video reply to specific comments that seemed to be they were they were various accounts that I didn't really look into at the time because I was thinking about other things and I didn't realize it would be important. And I think at least some of them were impersonating me, were trying to convince her that they were me. But I didn't even really see that at the time. And all I was seeing was these videos where she was kind of freaking out publicly that I was stalking her and pointing out these specific comments and going, see, I know it's you, AMW, uh, for Aquarian Music Witch, AMW. And I was, I was watching these like, uh, nope, <laughs> you know, and she's like swearing about how she's gonna, uh, the legal language came in at some point during that week too, between the 10th and the 16th or whatever it was, she started to kind of threaten that there were going to be legal consequences. And I was pushing back on that. I was like, no, there's not, <laughs> I don't believe you. That's not a thing. You're not going to spend that much money to silence me because I'm not wrong. Because I do have a stubborn streak, if anyone hasn't noticed at this point. But uh, anyway, so the stalker accounts, I think, were important. They were already happening around that time. And on the 17th, my account got banned, so I couldn't say anything. And then on the 18th, my video and the TikTok Thunderdome video get released. And basically, I was like really spooked about whatever she was going to say in that video. And I was thinking it was going to be really horrible and some sort of, I didn't know what she was going to do, but it was the weirdest experience watching it because it was almost like a letdown. Like it was like, it was, it was the first moment that I, that I thought, oh, I'm not dealing with like, I'm not dealing with somebody that's like, you could tell with that video very much that she is not she, her strength is not in long form content the first mm -hmm. 10 15 minutes of that video literally were just her cursing me out just her cursing me out there nothing no points were made just her cursing me out just saying i, I couldn't wait to do this i couldn't do it on tiktok or i get banned so i'm gonna do it over here and then cursing me out then in the middle part she talks about completely other unrelated creators to me and and then she also plays like one video of somebody who I guess had responded to me months ago in some completely other unrelated conversation I was having about star seeds. Uh, so one of those harmful spiritual topics. I'm in the spiritual topics niche. I think I was saying something that wasn't harmful, but nobody cared about the context. So anyway, one video of some person responding to me that had no context. Then at the very end, she just played like one entire TikTok video that I had made and then put ominous music. This is off of my memory. I didn't watch it recently. Ominous music that is just like, see, there was no apology. And then that was the entire video. <laughs> it was like an hour and a half long or whatever it was. And that was the entire video. Chunk one, cursing me, like part A, cursing me out for 20 minutes. Part B, talking about unrelated creators. Part C, ominous music saying that I never gave an apology. <laughs> oh, and Darvo, Darvo, Darvo. <laughs> and Darvo, Darvo, Darvo. And which we'll explain in another episode. But I, yeah, I had put so much energy into my video. So it was almost just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the sad, the kind of shame of it. And, and the interesting thing about the videos was that I was banned off TikTok, so I couldn't even advertise my video and I put it out anyway. And I was, I didn't really think there would be a huge audience for it, 
But because the way YouTube works, it wants to suggest related videos. And so often it'll suggest one video and then the response to that video. And so because Allie's video got a bunch of views, like that, she she shot up to like 2000 views right initially. Mine didn't shoot up quite so quickly, but at this point it's almost about at 2000. It's gonna hit pretty soon, I think. A lot of people watched it. And that's- You I should think probably link it in the description of this oh, episode. Oh yeah, that would be nice. Uh, it's, it's an interesting snapshot of where I was at with all of this at the time. I was in a very different place with all of this at that time, but it's also a very meticulous chronicling of what was happening to me right at the beginning of this. And I think it gives a good picture of the intensity of the whole thing because it just shows what it really was like, the the barrage of it really was. It's a little bit dry, but I'm 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 proud of it because it all still stands. I completely told the truth in that thing and it's all there. And like almost 2000 people watched it, which is way more than anyone's watched anything else on my YouTube channel. So good, good for me. I'm proud of myself for that one. Then, and I believe January 18th was also around the day that Carrie Ann started making videos because she had also just been a mutual of mine for a while, saw that I was going through it and stepped up and just started making videos being like, you know, Allie, I'm, I'm watching all this. I watched both the videos. I think she called out, I think it was that day. Cause she called out that Allie's video was nonsense and that mine was much better. <laughs> and so then she kind of got looped in just because that all happened. Right. And started getting the barrage. And I think I reached out to her early on and I was like, Hey, careful. And let me know if I can help at all. <laughs> And she was like, thanks, I got it. <laughs> and I think she had the same experience as me where a couple days in, a couple days in that shifts and you start to be like, oh, I <laughs> do, I got it. But there was another, there was a larger creator that was on that app who was sort of involving themselves in my comment section during, because people were calling me a white supremacist that was happening pretty early on. And somebody else who was a black creator was, def was defending me in my comments. And I privately met with that person after that week and just, uh, talked about a few different things. And it was grounding that conversation at the time. I think I did need someone to tell me, Hey, and they did tell me, you know, take step back. And I think I needed to at the time. I think that was the right idea. And they also said, someone's going to reach out to you on Instagram. And there, there was this person with the story that they had been a client of Ali's. Thank you for listening. Find additional content at doxtthepodcast.com.